celebrate 150 years of being a parish since 1873 this week we celebrate the dedication consecration of this beautiful church saint dominic's it was this week the 5th of august that the cornerstone was laid if you go out on bush street there is the cornerstone with the inscription and in fact i don't know many panoramic photos that exist of old time San Francisco from the 1920s, but we have one right here. The image below me is a photograph taken of the Dominicans, Bishop Hannah, all the clergy, the laying of the cornerstone in 1923. How long did it take to build the church? Five years to complete. And 70 years later, perhaps there were those here amongst us this morning were here during the 89 earthquake. Loma Prieta, what happened to the church then? It was, it was definitely um, impacted by the earthquake, closed. The archbishop, in fact, said that this church would be closed. Be closed up, torn down. The Dominicans said, uh, it's our church. <laughs> we were here before the diocese. And through the leadership of Father Martin Walsh, the other Dominicans, the communion of support, it was restored. The flying buttresses outside the church are 30 years old. 30 years old, placed there on the 1st of August, 1992, when Archbishop Quinn, Bishop Sevilla were here, and this church was consecrated to the Lord once again in all of its fullness. And why do we celebrate these great anniversaries of dedication, of consecration, if not? Once again, appreciate and tap in to the strength of worship that happens here. St. Dominic's is a place of worship so that it can be what? So that it can unlock and unleash 
the power of witness. St. Dominic is a place, a beautiful place of worship, which animates, which drives, which brings to life the power of witness. How to understand this? We'll start with that worship, a place of worship. How important it is for us as human beings to have places of worship. Let me give you an example, an analogy from sports, right? You think of every sporting team has a connection to the place where they play their home games, where they uh, naturally uh, endeavor in that sport. I think particularly that little jewel box on the bay, right? The baseball stadium for the Giants. Everyone been there to the Giants, that's Giants Stadium baseball, anyone? No? Oh, come on now. There we go. All right. <laughs> We've been to baseball. What a beautiful place built just for baseball. Nothing else, right? They'll have other events. It's because there's not a lot of venues that big in San Francisco. But none of them really fit. And when you go in a game, you're on top of the action. It's uniquely San Francisco. There's no other ballpark that has uh, the kind of unique dimensions. In fact, the team is... Was, is constructed in such a way to make use of the different um, ways in which the ballpark plays in terms of hitting and pitching. And I know I'm old enough now to remember this. When they were at Candlestick Park, they had one foot out the door. The Giants were leaving for Tampa Bay. Why? They didn't have a stadium. And once they built that stadium about 20 years ago, the success of the team, three championships, right? In other words, there's a connection between the place that they played uniquely for them and the connection with the community with San Francisco and all the success they enjoy. Contrast this, unfortunately, with the team across the bay, <laughs> the Oakland A's, <laughs> right? I was growing up, they were successful, but they always wanted a new stadium, not to play in that kind of refurbished football stadium, right? And what happened? Well, now, unfortunately, what's happening? They couldn't get it. I won't get into the politics. I have thoughts, maybe after mass, but, <laughs> but they're moving, right? They're going to Las Vegas to a place that will build them a place to play, a home, a space that they can call their own. So too for us. As human beings, we are made to worship. Made to worship. St. Thomas Aquinas says that worship is an act of religion religion, and we might think that's kind of an abstract theological definition, but consider the word religion, religio. In Latin, it has that connotation. It means to bind together, to connect. You think of the, the, um, the cognate word, ligament. You know what a ligament is in your body? What's a ligament? A ligament is that part of the body that connects your muscle to what? To our body, to our bones, to the structure. So too, worship it's an act that connects us, all who we are, the strength, the muscle of who we are, mind, body, spirit, to what? To the body of Christ, to Christ himself. When we worship, we connect with something greater than ourselves. And it's not a matter if we worship, but how we worship. Interesting, in an earlier mass, I was talking to someone who came up to me, and they said, oh, Father Michael, I'm so glad you mentioned that, uh, that idea of, of religion, religion. Because I was talking to someone, a friend, a person who is not religious, frankly an atheist, doesn't believe in God, and over the course of the conversation, <laughs> it came up and she 
I'll paraphrase, talking about, no, I don't believe in God. Well, she just worship. First, like, what are you talking about? Here's the thing. We are made to worship. <laughs> you might not worship God, but we worship something else. Money, your job, your relationships. There's no escaping that each one of us has the deep desire, a hunger for love. And it's a love that we can't give ourselves. It's a love that only comes by reaching out in connection. Worship is an act of religion, that connection to the God of love. And here at St. Dominic's, this beautiful space, this house of God, is that place where we can connect with the God of love. This is the house of God. This is the first reading, the gate of heaven, a place where we are transported into the very life of God. And so that is worship. And I, I think of how many people have come through this door since 1923. Thousands, hundreds of us, millions probably, if you do the math, have just walked through this door, having countered a moment of worship, a moment of connection with our loving God. I think of those who have received the sacraments during a baptism uh, a number of months ago. As I was baptizing the infant after that baptism, the grandfather said to me, Father Michael, I was baptized in that baptismal font about 70 years ago. Wow, we've got a baptismal font that's literally 100 years old, generation after generation. Our columbarium, a place for the dead from the beginning of life to the end. St. Dominic's is a spiritual home, a place of worship. Just by show of hands, I'm interested. I did this at the other Mass. It kind of came up spontaneously. But how many of you have received a sacrament here, First Communion, have been married here? Some of us have, yeah, exactly. This is our spiritual home, whether you've been here for years and years and years, or whether it's your first time. This has been a place where we've connected with God, where the love and the life of God has been poured out into our minds and our hearts, where our lives have been changed, where miracles happen, where the prayers of our hearts, the joys and the sorrows, find connection with the one who has created us. I couldn't be more grateful, as I, as I reflect on it, of all of the ways in which this space as this is, to acknowledge that the celebration is a place of worship, it also leads us in our worship, that action of religion, to bear fruit in our lives, to give the power of witness. It's not enough for us to simply worship on Sunday and perhaps for that to have no effect during our week. We need to witness Worship that happens here every day. In that second reading, what does St. Paul say? He says, you are what? The temples of the Holy Spirit. That's kind of odd. What is it? Temple of the Holy Spirit? No, and the, the idea is when you come to temple, right? when you come to that place of worship, you are meant to carry with you in your mind, in your heart, what you receive through that worship. You are meant to be living temples if you will, little St. Dominic's, <laughs> personal St. Dominic's, that come and to bring the light and the love of what you've received here. Let me share 
share a story with you. Um, about a month ago, we had what we call a mercy night, where we had after the 5.30 Mass, and we opened the doors of Jubilee, if you have yet uh, to receive your plenary indulgence, which you can do every day. Those doors are wide open for you. But when we opened those Jubilee doors, we had occasion to have adoration in the evening, along with music, with prayer, and the opportunity for reconciliation for God's mercy. And that evening, I had the experience of meeting someone who had been away from the church for decades. Of course, I, I asked them, as I will oft do, I said, what brought you here tonight? <laughs> I got you in the door. And you know what they said? They said, well, I was walk, taking a walk in the neighborhood, and the door was open. <laughs> I thought, wow, how many places in San Francisco, how many churches, is the door literally open <laughs> from, you know, early in the morning all the way into the evening? Simply being open, <laughs> a place of welcome, a place of prayer, is so key. And as that experience went on and receiving God's mercy, knowing the Lord's healing and welcome. At the end of this moment, I said something to them that was very striking. I said, you've received God's mercy, God's welcome, God's healing. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to witness the healing and the mercy you received? And I think the person was a little bit shocked. They're like, well, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> right? And here's the point. I said, of course, God forgives you 100%, fully forgiven. But if your life is to really change, if this moment is truly to be one, that there's fruit that has effect, you now have to take that mercy you've received and do what? Share someone else. Is there anyone in your life where there needs to be forgiveness given or received? Someone of reconciliation. Is there anyone in your life who is perhaps struggling or discouraged? anyone in your life who frustrates you, who bugs the heck out of you, who you can't stand. This is a moment for gentleness, patience. Is there someone who you've been just kind of accommodating, not really challenging them in a way that you know you're called to challenge? Maybe this is that moment. As we're talking, the person just kind of lit up. They're like, oh yeah, I've got an idea. I think we can do that or that, you know, options. That is what we are called to do when we worship. Worship bears fruit through our witness. And this place, St. Dominic's, is that place where the beauty of the structure, the stained glass windows, to the carvings, to the celebration of each and every sacrament, to the receiving of the Eucharist, the Lord's body and blood, leads us to have an encounter to connect us with that God of love so that we might witness to that love in our lives. Today, then, as we celebrate 150 years parish, 100 years of this particular space, 31 years of restoration and consecration, may our worship today, may the worship that connects you with the life of our loving God lead you to witness. Here's the question for you today I want to leave you to worship, right? That's why we're all here. Amen? We're here to worship. Amen? Here's the question. How will the worship be made in this moment a witness in your life this week? Let us celebrate this dedication and let us live that worship through our witness.